welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wealth. Uh, I'm your host, Roger Abel. I'm joined today by Dan Walterman. Uh, Dan Walterman is here to talk about health insurance and how it works into your overall financial plan and some of the pros and cons and different plans out there. Uh, the cool thing about Dan is he's actually um, pretty well known in our industry. He's been doing this for over 21 years. He's been sought out by numerous media outlets, the Washington Post. He's been interviewed by Kaiser Health News, health insurance underwriters, <clears throat> and a lot of local uh you know, newspaper and television programs. He's actually been to Washington, D.C. to discuss health insurance-related topics, uh, and more specifically, the healthcare.gov gov issue. So welcome today, Dan. Appreciate you having you. Um, I think anything you want to start to say? Well, I think uh, this year with the Affordable Care Act and the new traditional plans, at least released in Iowa, uh, there's a lot of new exciting, I'll say exciting for health insurance. That's not too exciting, but um, there's a lot of new things coming down the pipeline this year in Iowa that is really going to be advantageous for people who need to shop for their own health insurance. So, Dan, you mentioned ACA plan, and yeah, I used to do health insurance, obviously. Uh, we've worked together for the better part of 18 years, and um, it's gotten to the point, in my opinion, that it's very confusing for the consumer. So maybe you can break down what is an ACA plan. In fact, I was at the doctor on Saturday or Sunday to get the flu shot for my daughter. And she goes, well, what kind of insurance is this? It's like a commercial plan. I'm like, no, it's an ACA plan. And she goes, what's an ACA plan? Like that was her <laughs> response. And so anyway, why don't you break it down? Tell us what an ACA plan is, how it works, kind of how it's priced, all those different things that go into that. Absolutely. So on the ACA plans, uh, which is basically an, an Affordable Care Act plan, just call it an ACA plan for short. These are the plans, you know, these are known as the Obamacare plans. Uh, they came about as of January 1st, 2014, is when predominantly all new health insurance plans had to be the ACA plans, which means they have the essential benefit requirements. Now, the essential benefit requirements, there's like 10 different things that they mandate must be covered. A lot of those were just kind of reinventing the wheel that most health insurance did already cover, but there's a few extra things as well. The ACA plans also, the nice thing about them is that there's no pre-existing conditions, there's no health underwriting. Once you're on that plan, whatever health issue that you have is covered. So if you're effective on that November 1st, uh, November 1st, you can be laid up in the hospital, you're covered, no questions asked. Uh, the other thing with the Affordable Care Act plans is that you can qualify for a tax credit to help lower those premiums. And what I mean by a tax credit is it's actually an advanced tax credit. So traditional tax credits we think of, oh, you wait till the end of the year, you get back on your taxes, not with this. It's actually paid directly from the federal government to the insurance company and uh, you know that pays your portion of the premium and then whatever is remaining is what you pay. So you have your gross premium minus tax credit net premium that that, that consumer would pay. So uh, there's a lot of advantages to the Affordable Care Act if you qualify for those tax credits, if you have some health issues that you need covered right away. So tell me tell me a little bit about the tax credit. How do you qualify and who can qualify? Um, and, and how does that actually work? Because I would think for P 
people who and we run into this a lot. We have a 58, 58 year old who's done a tremendous job saving. Yep. And they're like, man, I'm looking at my company Cobra plan. It's $3,000 a month. Yep. And arguably they're going into retirement. They're probably going to have less money. Um, how do they work for somebody like that? How do you qualify for the subsidies? What are the kind of the rules around those? So the subsidies, the advanced tax credit subsidies, you know, they kind of have a couple different names depending on the lingo. Um, there's a number of things that uh, hoops you have to jump through. And we handle that all for our clients. So it's pretty, pretty easy. We can tell them if they're approved or, or if they qualify or not. But, you know, first of all, it's based on household size and income. So it's not a flat tax credit, but it's prorated based on your income. Uh, and it's also the more people you have in your household, the more of a tax credit you'll qualify for. Uh, the older you are, the more tax credit, what have you. So there's a number of different things that go into that equation. But when I say household, I want to say taxable household, not just anybody who lives with you. So if you have children in your house that you don't claim on your taxes, that may not qualify as a taxable household. So it's based on your taxable household. Um, and it can you know, really bring the premiums down substantially on those plans. Now, if you don't qualify for a tax credit, I'll be, I'll be blunt here, the ACA premiums can get ridiculously expensive. Um, so if you qualify for a tax credit, that's, that's, that's good. Um, the other thing I'll say is there's a few other loopholes that may, uh, you might have to jump through to qualify for that tax credit. One is if you're offered uh, health insurance through an employer. And if traditionally, if you're offered health insurance through that employer, no matter what your income is, your household demographics, you do not qualify for that tax credit. Now there's an equation that determines whether or not that employer health insurance is considered, quote, affordable and that's not affordable in my terms or the client's terms. That's what the government defines to clarify that. But um, sometimes you can qualify for a tax credit if you have employer insurance. Most of the time you cannot. Uh, the other thing is too, if you're a veteran, veterans automatically disqualified for the most part on tax credits, uh, unfortunately. One bad thing about the Affordable Care Act. But uh, uh, there is a several, several loopholes that you do have to jump through or hoops that you have to jump through. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, it's household ta taxable household and income that affects you the most. What's the so two two follow up questions? What's the income limit? Yep. Ballpark. We ballpark here. And two, what income counts? Is it all income? Is it just earned income? How how do they figure out what income counts? Okay. So the income used is what's referred to as a modified adjusted gross income, which you typically do not see on your tax forms. Uh, but for most people, that translates to your adjusted gross income, uh, which I believe is not All a tax burr here, but I think it's like a line 37 or something on your taxes. The other thing is the income used is the income for the current year. So if you're going to look at, am I going to qualify for a tax credit in 2021, you need to use your 2021 income. So arguably, somebody could think they're going to qualify for a tax credit this year, mm -hmm. and it 
they might have a nasty surprise in their tax return the following year if they didn't really qualify for that. Absolutely, Roger. So we worked with clients on this. And if you're going into retirement, you have to start to look at is, okay, what is my dividend income? What's my interest income? You know, what are my pensions coming in? We have to kind of estimate that to get really close. And we've worked on this multiple times with people. Um, so I just want people to clarify, just because you get the tax credit this year, doesn't mean you might not owe some money in tax time, correct? If, if it wasn't calculated properly. Absolutely. So one thing you want to do is, you know, be aware of all your income throughout the year. We've had scenarios where, uh, unfortunate scenario, where we had a gal who her employer gave her like a thousand, I can't remember the exact details, but like a thousand dollar bonus at the end of December on her payroll, kind of a Christmas bonus. Um, didn't really realize it until she had her taxes done. That $1,000 bonus put her over that tax credit threshold. And because she received that $1,000 bonus pre-tax, and I remember she still had to pay taxes on that $1,000 bonus, she had to pay $8,000 worth of tax credit back. That math doesn't work out so well. That's a pretty good Christmas, pretty good Christmas gift for somebody yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Um, the thresholds on that are typically, and this goes up a little bit each year, so those, those taxable uh, income thresholds will go up a little bit each year, but for an individual, it's about 50000 For two people in the family, about 70000 And then the more people you add into the household, taxable household, the higher those go. Okay. Well, so we've talked about the ACA plan, and honestly, after listening to you, one of the major reasons somebody should be considering working with a professional like Dan on this is how are you going to go figure out all the rules to, to keep you out of what I would call financial trouble 12 months down the road when you redo your taxes. So, you know, if you need some help, go to premierhealthiowa.com. Dan can help you out there. Or you can go to btwellshow.com. We'll have a link uh, to all of his information. But but let's talk about just the traditional plans and how those have worked, how those have changed and how those work now because you know I'm, I'm on a grandfathered plan since 2009 or 10 I think and you keep telling me every year that they're going to cancel my plan and they haven't done it yet so let's talk about what the traditional plans are today and in what's available for people if they're not getting this coverage through work or if they're looking at retiring or if they're self-employed absolutely um so there's and this is the part where I like to say I am just telling people what is available, what has happened. We're not making political statements, so let's not shoot the messenger today, okay? That sounds good. All right, thank you. Like, it's better to look at it logically than emotionally, so we'll put it that way. So when the Affordable Care Act came out, one of the major premises of the Affordable Care Act was to eliminate all other plans, all other options, right? Because they wanted to put everybody into the Affordable Care Act plans. So. At that time, when the Affordable Care Act came out, December 31st, 2013, to January 1st, 2014, which is when you all the new plans were Affordable Care Act plans, we literally, at least in the state of Iowa, saw about a 300% increase on individual health insurance premiums overnight. So that being said, a lot of people were upset that the Affordable Care Act wasn't so affordable 
if you did not qualify for a tax credit. And was a lot of that due to being forced to provide the essential services of maternity and some of those different things? Is that why the price increase happened? Or was it, you know, they expected adverse selection of the people on the plan? A little bit of both. So what happened is with the Affordable Care Act, you're now paying all kinds of different Affordable Care Act fees and dues and taxes embedded into those Affordable Care Act plans. You're now paying for maternity whether you want it or not. Um, on top of that, just like you said, there is an adverse risk in the sense that uh, there's no health underwriting. You know, insurance company can't decline you because you're being treated sure. for cancer or something like that. Um, they, I mean, you could literally sign up for the plan, get several hundred thousand dollars worth of treatment, cancel the end of the month. So there's an adverse selection on top of that as well. So with that being said, people were going to what we, what we like to call an annual plan. And what I mean by an annual plan, it's basically a, think of it as a short-term plan that lasts 364 days, one day less than a year. And because of that, you do not have to abide by the Affordable Care Act regulation to a certain sense. So in other words, they're not paying all that extra tax. They're not paying for maternity if they don't want it. On the flip side, the insurance company can say, hey, uh, no, you're being treated for whatever this ailment is. We're not going to accept you on the plan. Now, to be clear, if you're accepted on the plan, whatever comes up is covered. All right. They can't decline you or cancel you because of something that arises later on. It's just that initial underwriting period. So when that happened, uh, like I said before, the major push behind the ACA was to put everybody on ACA plans. So even though there was a lot of people going towards those 364-day annual plans just to be able to afford health insurance if you did not qualify for a tax credit, um, the Obama administration basically limited those plans down to 90 days. So you could only have a plan for 90 days and that's it. Not too many people like health insurance for 90 days and that's it, right? So, of course, there's some jockeying in Wall Street and what have you, but essentially what happened is President Trump came along. He not only extended these back out to 364 days, but up to potentially three years. So that took effect October 2nd, 2018. About a month later, state of Iowa came back in, limited these back down to 90 days, and has since flip-flopped again and we now have these plans that can last up to three years. So it kind of goes back to my whole premise that it's really confusing. You have to understand <laughs> the rules. That's why I don't do any health insurance related stuff today. I'd pass all of this to Dan. Um, okay, so we basically have to, to kind of break it out. We have the Affordable Care Act plans or ACA, which full coverage, no health underwriting. There's an enrollment period, right? Which are we in the enrollment period? Or are we like coming right up on it? What's the dates where you can start doing the open enrollment on those? Good question. So the Affordable Care Act plans, the open enrollment period goes from November 1st through December 15th of every year, as long as the government doesn't change it again. And that's for an effective date of January 1st. So those Affordable Care Act or ACA plans, you can enroll or change every single year in that open enrollment, once again, November 1st through December 15th for a January 1st effective date. The other thing you can do is you can enroll in those plans if you have a special enrollment. So if you're losing health insurance through an employer, that's a special enrollment. If you're moving, something of that nature, 
So you have to have a special enrollment or the open enrollment to enroll in any of the ACA plans. The more traditional plans, you can do that anytime you want. Okay. Okay. Doesn't doesn't need to be an open enrollment. Doesn't need to be a special enrollment. Anytime you feel like you want to, you can enroll into a traditional plan. Okay. So let's talk about pros and cons of each plan because yep. I personally had one of my children on a short-term plan. Yep. I then went to an Affordable Care Act plan, more for peace of mind to me. She developed a not really a pre-existing condition, but an allergy. Um, a fairly severe one, and I didn't want to run the risk of having an extreme allergy reaction that wasn't covered. So let's just talk a little bit about pros and cons of each one, um, who's maybe ideal for each one, and I'll kind of lay that out. I'll throw you a softball. So what, what are the pros of <laughs> what are the pros of the traditional plans, and what are the pros of the the Affordable Care Act, and then we'll move on to the cons. You bet. So you know, a lot of people ask me which plan's better, and realistically I can't say either one I mean it's kind of what's better for that individual's needs the nice thing about the Affordable Care Act plans is this like I said before pre-existing conditions are covered uh, you do have a hundred percent coverage on preventative care so there's so there's some perks to it and you can qualify for a tax credit so if you qualify for a tax credit those Affordable Care Act plans are extremely inexpensive you know, your your gross premium on the plan might be $2,000 a month, but if you qualify for a tax credit, it might be 100 it might be zero. So it's hard to beat a premium of zero, you know? And if you have some pre-existing conditions that you want covered, you definitely need covered. Uh, or peace of mind. Or peace of mind, just in case uh, you do have something, absolutely that can be covered. Um, so that's kind of the good things about the Affordable Care Act. If you look at the traditional plans, the benefits of those, and I'll kind of, that's what I have as a traditional plan, and I'll kind of give you my reasoning as well. But the traditional plans, you have um, a much cheaper premium if you do, do not qualify for tax credit. So to put that in perspective, uh, I'm on a traditional plan for me, my wife, and my two children. If I purchased an Affordable Care Act plan, I don't qualify for a tax credit. My premiums would have been about $2,000 a month, whereas uh, a similar plan on a traditional plan for me and my wife and two kids is $500 a month. I'm saving $18,000 a year by going with a tr sure. traditional plan. Uh, the other thing is we're pretty darn healthy. There's no pre-existing conditions. Um, even if there was a health issue, I probably wouldn't mind the pre-existing condition issue depending how what that health issue was. And, and you have the flexibility, though, if you were to get a pre-existing condition, write out your annual plan till open enrollment, right? And then flip to an ACA plan. Am I right about that? Yes, but let me throw a correction out here. So okay. if you have, what what's defined by pre-existing condition? This is kind of a scary topic, so let's mm -hmm. define that first. A pre-existing condition is basically the insurance companies looking back, depending on the company, 12 months to 24 months. What have you been treated for in the past 24 months, we'll say, that will not be covered for the first 12 months. So if you have a plan that lasts three years, that means it won't be covered for the first 12 months. After that, it's covered. So that's similar to how back in the day when I did health insurance in like yep. 2005, if I went and wrote a plan on somebody and 
they had maternity, it wouldn't cover maternity for that tw first 12 months. Correct. But after that, it, it was covered. So, so if you had a pre-existing condition on one of these three-year plans, potentially it wouldn't be covered for the first 12 and it is covered for the last two. Is that, is that's that what exactly I'm okay. That's exactly okay. it. Another question on, uh, or another, another scenario I'll throw past on your question. Let's say uh, you're a female and you're enrolled into a uh, traditional plan and you don't, you don't have maternity coverage on it, let's say. And then all of a sudden it's, uh, I'm not good with math here, let's just say July and that's you know within nine months or so. Um, and you find out in July that you're pregnant. Well, your plan doesn't cover uh, maternity. Well, that following open enrollment, you can enroll into an ACA plan and have that maternity coverage if you want for January 1st effective date. Now, granted, you have uh, several months there where you're not covered, but you can get the brunt of the cost covered at yeah, that the, point. Yeah, the, the expensive yep. time when the baby yep. comes. Okay, so <clears throat> in essence, they're similar. One just doesn't have, in my opinion, the, the, um, the peace of mind of knowing, hey, this pre-existing condition is covered. But if you don't have one, it's not really relevant. Not really something to worry about. And I think the other thing is, too, with the traditional plans, you still have a, a really solid choice of providers and doctors you can use. With the ACA plans, those doctors, those providers, those hospitals were limited down. Um, so the best you can get network-wise is basically a statewide HMO, which is still pretty good as long as you're fine with staying in the state. Um, on the traditional plans, these predominantly, most of them use a nationwide PPO network. So if you want to go out of state, let's say you want to go to Cancer Centers of America, or we have a lot of people in Northern Iowa who want to use Mayo Clinic up in Rochester, uh, you can't get Mayo Clinic covered on an ACA plan, but you can on the traditional plans. How does that work if you're traveling out of state and you have a... So let's say you're traveling to Florida, and yep. when somebody in your family, you're on an Affordable Care Act plan, yep. and they have to go to the doctor or the hospital, how does that work if you're out of state? Is there any coverage for that? There is, as long as it's an emergency or an accident. And so it has not, to be so an emergency scheduled. or accident, not scheduled. Going to the doctor because you have a cold, probably not going to be deemed an emergency by the, by the, by the, you know, the insurance company. You have a broken leg, absolutely, that's an emergency. But emergency or accident covered as if you're in network, uh, you know, no matter where you go for the most part. Hey, Dan, we kind of covered all the pros of these plans. Let's talk about the negatives or the, the cons of the Affordable Care Act and the cons of the, the tr more traditional type plans. Yep. So the Affordable Care Act plans, you know, the negative on these is the fact that your, your doctor network is a little bit more limited. But I would say the biggest issue is cost. Um, I'll be re really blunt here. If you do not qualify for a, a tax credit, those affordable ACA plans are ridiculously expensive in my mind. Um, you know, like I said previously, when they first came out, there was a 300% increase overnight. Now we're about 800 to 1,000% more expensive than what they used to be uh, in 2013. Um, so they are expensive. You are a little bit more limited on doctor network. Uh, we are traditionally seeing some higher deductibles and out-of-pockets on the ACA plans. Uh, but once again, just to throw the pros out there, if you do qualify for a tax credit or you have pre-existing condition, that's, that's really go. the way to go. What about the negatives of the traditional plan? 
Traditional plans, uh, the negatives on those is the fact that, you know, if you do have a pre-existing condition, that's not going to be covered for the first 12 months. If you are being treated for something, let's say something more serious, you, you just had a heart attack, uh, you have cancer, whatever it is, they're not going to accept you on the plan. So, uh, obviously, it's not for everyone. But if you're a relatively healthy individual, you don't qualify for a tax credit on the Affordable Care Act, and you want to save a lot of premium, it's typically the way to go. Um, the other thing is, quite often, uh, there is better, depending on the scenario, better coverage on those traditional plans than the ACA plans, depending on what you want it for. Let's say, uh, you know, most of them don't qualify or cover maternity. Obviously, that's not going to... I don't need that, so I'm fine with it. But a lot of times there's lower out-of-pockets on those plans so, than the ACA. So it really comes down to the best thing to do if you're in the market for health insurance, you don't have this through an employer, is really to sit down with a professional. Um, you know, I, I entrust Dan with my stuff. Uh, you can find Dan at uh, www.premierhealthia.com. Um, and he can just do a full analysis, tell you what you, what he would do if you were them, obviously. Um, so go, go get some help from Dan. But... Here's what's something else the landscape's changing. This landscape in this health and health insurance market seems to change every year. But we have an election coming up. Maybe tell the listeners or viewers a little bit about what the election means for your health insurance. Um, we're going to keep it non-political, but let's say what what happens if we get a Democratic president, um, something different than today? Because assuming. If Trump were to win, I'm just assuming it's probably going to be status quo or similar to what we've already had. So what happens if we get a Democratic president um, that gets elected? Yeah, so great question. I get this question a lot. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, geez, I, what should I do? Should I wait till after the election or whatever it may be? Um, yeah, I think if uh, President Trump is reelected, I think it is going to continue kind of a status quo uh of being able to choose which which route is for you um you know obviously president trump's kind of the one who spearheaded and brought about the traditional plans which a lot of people are very happy about um looking um and, and i also want to say they are not getting rid of the affordable care act this is in the news all the time everybody's getting excited people think it's going to go away it's not going away it's here um if we look at the situation where we have uh, Biden wins the presidential election. It's not Kanye? He won't win? You're sure? I'm not going to put my money on it, Raj. <laughs> I saw a ballot the other day and Kanye West was on. I'm like, really? But, I mean, I guess you never know. Well, somebody other than Trump wins. We'll put it that way. Um, you know, it, when the Affordable Care Act came out, obviously that's a, a Democrat uh, program you know, uh, as we can all realize. But when that came out, um, you know, primary, one of the primary goals to make it effective is to eliminate all other opposition. So any plans that were also being offered, such as those traditional plans, were basically essentially canceled out and slowly eliminated over time. So where do we go with what we have if uh, Biden is elected? Hard to say. I don't think we're going to get Medicare for all anytime soon. I could be wrong on that. Who knows? But I think one of the big things is those traditional plans will be eliminated to a certain extent. Um, obviously, they were trying to, you know, under the Obama administration, they were 
limited back down to 90 days. Trump's the one extended him out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of political, uh, emotional talk about whether they're good plans or bad plans and, you know, as if people can't make their own decision. But I think that's probably one of the big things that will go away is those traditional plans, or they'll be limited back down to 90 days, basically forcing people into the Affordable Care Act plans. Uh, whether they qualify for a tax credit or don't have qualify for a tax credit and have to pay the much, much, much higher premiums. Um, tell us a little bit about, are there any changes that are coming that you think people will particularly like? Um, during this next open enrollment period or on these traditional plans? Is there anything exciting happening? Um, so as far as in the state of Iowa, when we look at the ACA plans, uh, right now we have two insurance companies offering those in Iowa, one being Medica, and that's Medica, not to be confused with Medicare or Medicaid. Uh, but we have Medica and we have Walmart Blue Cross. Uh, the kind of a good thing coming down the pipeline is we're having a third company coming into Iowa this year. Uh, and their name is Oscar, uh, kind of like Oscar the Grouch. All right, so interesting name. Uh, an interesting name indeed. <laughs> I didn't name it, so I'm not sure where that came about. I won't ask. Um, but anyway, we'll have a third company coming in Iowa. I don't know how beneficial that's going to be. We haven't exactly seen their rates or anything like that. That won't be released until later this month. Uh, their lowest deductible is 4200 so their lowest deductible is relatively high for what's out there. We'll see. Competition's a good thing. Um, the other good thing on the ACA plans is Walmart Blue Cross is having a 42% rate decrease. And I'll say that again, 42% rate decrease. Now, this sounds wonderful, like insurance is going to be really cheap. But let's also remember Walmart Blue Cross right now is about 200 to 300% more expensive than Medica. So that might bring, bring them back down in line where they should be. Uh, so that might be a good option for people too. Um, I guess we'll see with time here in a few weeks. We'll know. The traditional plans, uh, not much change in those other than we're getting a few new carriers in the state of Iowa that offer those. There's a few new plan options on those as well. Um, there's about five carriers in the state of Iowa that offer them. Uh, of course, we have access to all those, but uh, there's a couple that we consider the, the top companies that we work with. Uh, but good, good options this year for everybody, depending on their yeah, needs. Yeah, so small changes, so nothing too drastic. Nope. Just more carriers, some different premiums. Yep. So let's tell the, the listeners or viewers, if they want help with this, how they can get a hold of you, number one, which we've already kind of mentioned. But number two, what's the process involved in doing this? I mean, what's the process that you take people through? What can they kind of expect if they work with you? Um, and, you know, what kind of considerations do you take to, to recommend them down the specific route that they should take? Great question. So, uh, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for our customers. So probably if you want to contact us, I mean, you can always call us. Or if you go to our website, as you mentioned, uh, premierhealthiowa.com, uh, and you click on uh, get a quote, and they gives you three options. Do you want uh, pricing on Affordable Care Act plan or a traditional plan, or just find the best plan for me, which was what we typically advise people to do, because some people think one is better than the other, and, and Whereas it might be vice versa, vice versa. But anyway, 
go to our website. It's going to ask you a series of questions, and those questions are going to provide us the information that we need to kind of figure out what direction is best for you. And we're probably going to have a few follow-up questions, uh, but that'll give us an, a, a chance to kind of figure out what direction is best for you, kind of put together some preliminary ideas, and then we can, uh, what I like to do is set up a phone appointment. Uh, of course, you know, today with the, the COVID issue, uh, that way everybody's safe, but at the same time, we can kind of go over some details, make sure there's no surprises for us or the consumer, because the last thing you want is surprises in your health insurance. Yep. And um, kind of narrow down what's going to be the best option for them, at which point we can email those options out to them. Uh, if they find that they want to enroll in any of those plans, we do that over the phone. It takes like five minutes. Uh, we handle all the tax credit information. So once again, we try to make it as easy as possible for that consumer. And, you know, I should mention, you know, Dan is an independent agent so he has access to all of the major carriers that are doing this stuff so he doesn't have really have a reason to use one company over the next just to get you the best plan so yep. um i want to thank you today for going through this i know i this question's brought up all the time um with people that i i work with and i think it's relevant with elections coming up we're coming up on open enrollment if you guys need some health go to www.premierhealthiowa.com or btwellshow.com we'll have all the information there as well uh dan do you have any closing remarks I don't think I have any today, Roger, but uh, appreciate it, the opportunity to be on here, and hopefully this helps somebody out. Yeah, appreciate you, Dan, and uh, we'll look forward to having you guys tune in for another episode. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPIC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Premier Investments of Iowa Incorporated and LPL Financial do not provide tax advice. Please consult your tax professional.